Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Ordinary Church Podcast. This is a podcast about the church and for the church. I'm here with Mike, and today we are talking about conflict resolution. Mike, what does that mean? Well, we're going to talk about the gamut here of internal struggles that you have where you need to resolve some conflicts internally. Uh, and then family, you know, family blowups, friend blowups, and even blowups in the church. And we're doing this realizing that the two of us have none that we can think of right now that are current that we need to deal with. So this is uh, where it seems we're both free and clear as far as we can tell as we searched our hearts. But we want to help the person who is going through the struggles of conflict. And, and we're living in this world. We're groaning. This is a groaning world. Uh, you know, angling towards the glory of heaven one day for every believer. But right now, this world, we groan and we're burdened, as Romans 8 tells us. And there are internal struggles right. regarding people and situations. All the there time. are family blow-ups. Mm-hmm. There are friend blow-ups. And there are church issues or people issues with people in the church that happen. Or even your neighbor. You might have a, a feud going on with your neighbor that's been going on for years. And right. You haven't talked to your neighbor in years. Hmm. Whatever the situation, we're talking about biblical conflict revolution. That sounds so tame, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Biblical conflict revolution. <laughs> but really, we're talking about when things just get super ugly, you know, how do you deal with that? And I, I would also say, it's not just when things get super ugly. It's, can I can I step that back so that I can actually address it before it gets super ugly and apply biblical, biblical principles before people are at each other's throats? Yes. So we want to get into this. We're going to start in Matthew chapter Five mm-hmm. and Mike, I'm gonna turn that to you. I know you got your Bible open in front of you. I'm gonna get mine up as well. Uh, but go ahead and lead us through what you were what you were just reading in Matthew chapter mm-hmm. five. Okay, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you four key words today. Uh, let me give you those and then I'll I'll read. We're gonna be in Matthew five and then we'll shift to Matthew eighteen. Okay, but here are the four words. Let me give them to you on top here. Repent and reconcile. Those are the first two words. Repent and reconcile. The next two words are confess and bless. Confess and bless. So repent and reconcile. And if you think of them, if you want to picture them in your mind, up on top, the umbrella is repent and reconcile. Mm -hmm. Okay? And underneath that umbrella, confess Confess and bless. bless. Okay. So repentance, where we turn from our sins to Christ. And when we reconcile, we we put something back together. We, We seek peace with someone else. Okay, and then confession where we admit our sins, and bless where we bless someone else. Okay, mm-hmm. so you see how these are going to be connected. Okay, so Matthew five, and Jesus is talking about anger. He's in the Sermon on the Mount, and he says, if you're offering your gift at the altar, so you're worshiping God, you're bringing something to worship God, and there remember that your brother has something against you. Here, this is clearly referring to when you have done something wrong, and your brother has a valid thing against you. You did something wrong. You're guilty. You need to make it right. So you're, you're offering your gift. You remember in your head, my brother has something against me. Here's what it says to do. Leave your gift before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother, then come and offer your gift. Now what this presumes, it assumes this is going to happen, that you go and you confess your sins and reconcile. So right. you, you repent. Right. So you're repenting. You confess your sins. You say, I have sinned. I know I've hurt you. You know I've hurt you. Please forgive me. I want to be right with you. Mm-hmm. So reconcile. So the reconciliation takes place when someone repents of their sin, when they apologize, when they, when they confess it. They put it out into the light, and they ask someone 
to let it go, to, to have a merciful mindset towards them and forgive them and let them, let them go on. Right. Right. So question, I can't remember the last time I took a gift to offer at the altar (laughs) and I don't think any of us can. Um, what is the, what's the modern day Mm -hmm. application of this? Is this, is this saying that if I know there's something between myself and somebody else and I am, I guess in some way trying to approach God in worship, Mm -hmm. it's a, it's a, it's a stained approach. It's Mm -hmm. a false approach. What, What is this saying? Okay. So this is a good question. So don't take it this way. Oh, it's only right before I go to church or if I'm going to a worship service on a Sunday. Okay. So I'm good the other six days of the week to do right. whatever I jolly well please. Right, right. What this means, because remember, we live Coram Deo before the face of God. Right. Jesus is with us always. We're indwelt with the Holy Spirit. We are to live a life of worship always. So the, the right way to apply this right now in 2021 for any believer after the cross, before, before the second coming of Christ, is this. In anything you do, because you should be worshiping God all the time that you always seek to be reconciled with anyone that you need to be reconciled with so that means that if you're going to work and you realize it as you're driving on the way to work that you're like oh I've got to make it right with Joe or whatever. Right. If if it's it's nagging on your conscience, because mm-hmm. the longer you put it away and push it away, you you build up the calluses. And there's a lot of people, this, listeners, it might be you, where you have built up so many calluses, you're hardened to the fact that you need to repent and reconcile with people. You, and here's how you know, you have a relate. Do you have any relationships where you don't talk to someone? Mm-hmm. Do you have any relationships where you don't interact? Do you have any places you go? where you ignore or avoid certain people because you don't want to be around them, okay? And, and I, I get it. Sometimes you just don't like certain people and you don't have anything against them. They're just not your affinity group. Okay, well, maybe you need to try harder to be friendly to more people, okay? But I'm talking about like something has happened. You're holding something against someone. Mm-hmm. Could be internally where they said something, they don't even know they did it and they, they, they offended you. It could be that you and them both know the situation I find often is the case that we have something in our head that isn't always fully accurate or fully, the other person isn't fully aware of it. And we go, some people go for years with a misunderstanding. Right. Yeah. I can think of a friend right now, I don't think I'm speaking out of school, who has a really challenging relationship with a stepfather because mm-hmm. of something that he, he accidentally slighted him. And now for like multiple years, there's been this rift. Mm-hmm. And, and my buddy is like, I just don't, uh, what even happened? I don't know how this got off the ground, but now there's this really challenging divide between us. So I yeah. think people, a lot of people live like that. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like what Matthew 5 is saying is that it, it it disauthenticates or cheapens your supposed approach to God. If you know there's something going on inside mm-hmm. that you're not addressing, but you're still going to go and try to, you know, pray or worship the Lord or, or, or something, mm-hmm. if, if that's held inside, mm-hmm. It's limiting your ability to actually come to God and really have fellowship with Him. Right. Most people, I'm going to say a a pretty big statement here. Most people's worship in that regard is is a farce. Hmm. It's a play. And they have fooled themselves. What what if someone walked into church with like 50 uh, splinters underneath their skin? And they're big splinters and everybody can see them. They're just like festering. That's what a lot of people are doing with their relationships. But the thing is, the skin grew over it, hmm. and it's not really that painful, or they've learned to deal with the pain. Right. And 
look, no one's going to live the perfect life, but you should be seeking to live the holy life, okay? You should be seeking to say, I want there to be, this is what Paul said, I live, I strive to live with a clear conscience before God and man, always. He said that, always strive to live with a clear conscience before God and man. So when he was wrong, he confessed it, right? Right. Even when Paul right. said, I didn't understand, I didn't, I didn't realize this guy was the high priest yep. because the Bible yep. says he indicted himself with the Bible verse. The Bible says you shall not speak evil of a ruler of your people. Right. So he admitted I was wrong right then. Right. While he was standing up for a righteous cause. <laughs> yep. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So let me let me point let me go back to something here. We talked about I at the beginning I said internal struggles. It could be listeners that you have built an internal struggle up into one of those splinters that has festered for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. And the other person isn't aware. What do you do? You deal with it internally. You don't go to them and say a word about it. You deal with your internal issues hmm. and before you and God, with between you and God. Confess it and ask God to help you get past it. You're Just to clarify, you're yeah. saying... You know there's something in you that's harboring bitterness towards someone, but they're not aware. They're not aware of it. I don't need it. to bring that to them and say, hey, I right. sort of let you know I've been mad at you for yeah, the like, last few years. Right, like the guy that had the perceived slight. What if you what if you walk by someone at church and they they make a weird face and it's because they had a lemon in their mouth and you think it's because they saw you, okay? Right. Right? It's like, well, you just falsely judged them and now you're not going to talk to them for the next three months because they made a, an ugly look at you. They had a lemon in their mouth, you know? <laughs> so I, I just I just think that if you deal with that, just deal with it where it is. Don't you don't need to go and say, I'm so sorry, I've done this. One time uh, my very tender one of my kids, very tender hearted when she was young, I've got four girls and a boy, and one of them says to me, Dad, I'm really sorry I called you an idiot in my head. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, You're like I was happy not knowing that. Yeah, but exactly. yeah, yeah. Okay. The only the only huh. good part is that I get to share it in in, in, in venues like this. Right. Um, That's funny. But I said, you know, the Lord, the Lord and you could take that care of that. I didn't need to know that. But thanks, thanks for telling me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But then you That's get into awesome. the family blow. What if you had a family blow up? What if you had a? What if there's a church issue? What do you do? Let's go back to these words: repent and reconcile. Always seek to be the repenter and the reconciler. You take the initiative, okay? You go and do it. But then let's turn to Matthew 18. Okay, but wait, it's the other guy's fault. If your brother sins against you, Matthew 18, 15, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault. So you know what Jesus is telling us? When it's your fault, you go. When, when it's, it's their fault, you go. Right. If you're aware, do the work, okay? Be the initiator. Don't go, well, I'll wait until they come and do this or that. And I've prayed for years sometimes for people to repent and come back and apologize to me for something they did. <laughs> and, and at some point, I just go, I'm going to let it go. It's not happening. Right. But what I didn't do is go, you know. This I, is on well, me. I, well, yeah, yeah but yeah. I, did, I did do this, though. Do I want to go and rehash that? No, I'm going to forbear. I'm going to let it go. Okay. I'm going to put a period on my heartache here. Yeah. I'm going to stop, you know, poking pins in their little voodoo doll right. in my head. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's like having this grudge. Let's just let it go. And, and interesting, one of those people I saw recently. Just gave him a hug when I saw them, and how are you guys doing? And there was no twinge. There was no like, there. It's like it's okay. Yeah. Enough water has gone under the bridge. Can, life is too short sometimes to hold these grudges, mm. even when there was a valid thing that was done. You know, 
I, and yeah. and if you're if you're getting to a place where you say I'm not gonna go, I'm not gonna go talk to them, then you have no right to hold the grudge, yeah. right? Well, you right. can't you can't. I'm not gonna talk to them, and I'm gonna keep this frustration right. inside. That's right. not an option. If you say, listeners, if you say I'm not gonna go talk to them, then you have painted yourself in the corner of forbearance, hmm. and you have then chosen the path of forbearance, which is a great path, by the way. It should be the first path that we hmm. look at. Mm-hmm. And say, I'm going to forbear and not be offended any longer. And guess what? I'm not held in prison of my own making anymore. Right. That person isn't even thinking about that. Right. I'm in a prison of my own making. I'm going to get out of that prison. I like that idea. Yeah. You literally lock yourself in and throw away the key. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Well, do you have any other thoughts? I know we've been in Matthew 5. We've been in Matthew 18. Those are covering places where it's my fault places where it's their fault how do i respond to that Mm -hmm. do you have maybe maybe i could ask this question do you have a direct appeal to people in the body here at grace who might be harboring resentment in this way yes i do if you are harboring resentment and or you're harboring sin in your heart or you're harboring hard heart thoughts towards people because of something that they either did or you think they did okay I would say this, and and this is what Jesus says to do. Go. You notice that in Matthew 5 and Matthew 18, he says go. Whenever Jesus says go, you need to go. Like go and make disciples. Go and make it right. Go and be reconciled. Go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. Just go and do the right thing. And, And here's the other thing. Just know that when you resolve to go, there will be a battle in your mind over whether you're doing the right thing, over what to say, over whether how they're going to respond. And it's going to be very easy uh, to talk yourself out of hmm. going because you haven't gone. And when you resolve to go, there will be a battle, in a sense, to get you not to go. Right. And you have to remember this. If you're a follower of Jesus and Jesus says go and that applies to you, you have to go or else you're disobeying Jesus. And believers want to obey Jesus. Right. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll do what I say. Mm -hmm. And so I believe that there are a lot of believers need to go and like go today Hmm. and go make it right. And don't wait till you're like, but I have to write up a 30 page paper. No, you don't. No, you don't. You know, I'm, I'm good if I jot a few ideas down, okay? Even like when we do the podcast, I've got my journal out. I've got like, I'm writing all the time. Connor will attest to it. I'm already, I'm writing ideas down all the time where I'm writing what I just said in case I want to preach that someday. Yeah. But it's like, I, I literally, I, I'm appealing to you. My direct appeal is if you're in that prison of your own making, if you are holding the, that grudge or you've been offended, you've chosen to be offended, Go. Jesus says it. Matthew 5, go. If, if you're at fault, you go. Matthew 18, if they're at fault, you go. And remember, you need to be repentant and reconciliatory. Mm-hmm. You want to reconcile. You want to confess and you want to bless. Now, let's, let, me, let me end with this. You want to confess your own sins, but you want to bless them. Someone was telling me the other day about some horrendous family blow up that happened and just grieved my heart to hear about it and I said to them wow they're saying a lot of bad things to you they're even texting bad things to you it's never a good idea by the way to text bad things to people right 
why do you do this? Pray for them and bless them in some way. Like text them back and say, I hope you're having a good day. I'm praying for you today. Hmm. Find a way to bless the person. Just pick one thing out that would be a good thing to say that's valid. I appreciate the way that you serve at church. I appreciate that you wanted to meet with me today, that you were willing to meet with me. I um, thank you for uh, hearing me out today. I, I really, this meant a lot to me. Hmm. And, and you'll be shocked, surprised, and joyful over the kind of reconciliation that happens. And when it doesn't happen, you know you did what Romans 12 says, as far as possible, right. you be you at, peace. at peace. You seek the peace. And again, but don't hold the grudge. Don't hold, don't hold the, the, um, uh, the thing inside that keeps you in a prison of your own making. Because it just festers. Right. You want to be joyful in Christ. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Thanks so much, Mike. Um, listeners at home, we hope that was helpful for you. We're thankful for you, and we pray for you each week. Um, that's all for today on the podcast. We'll talk to you next week. Until then, have a good week. Uh, may the Lord bless you, and we will talk to you next time on the Ordinary Church Podcast. Have a good day.